Hola, señorita. <laughs> can you hear me okay? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, you are very loud and clear this week. Oh, well, that's good. I haven't changed <laughs> anything, so. <laughs> well, for some reason, you are you are out there today. <laughs> Perfect. I guess technically tonight. I don't know. Yes. Whatever it is. So, welcome back again, our birches. Here we are, third time's a charm. Let's keep it rolling. Yes. Yes. So, updates from you. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. Oh, gosh. Oh, come um, <laughs> Well, yo, I don't even know. Like you haven't I'm... had significance happen to you within the last week. <sighs> Not really. I've been on break from my classes between the summer and the fall semester. Mm. So I've just been kind of doing random stuff every day to keep myself busy. And I have, like, no memory of any of it. <laughs> yeah, if, if you all haven't realized or if Emma hasn't mentioned this before, she's got some, I don't know, shit going on with her to where she doesn't remember shit. <laughs> so Yes. There's that. Yes. I have such a bad memory. It's really, really embarrassing because, like, I have to sometimes, like, ask people the same thing twice or, like, they'll tell me something and then they'll assume that I know it already. And then when I don't know it, they're like, I told you that before. I'm like, dude, I cannot remember anything. Like, you don't understand. (laughs) I can't even, I mean, like, I don't even know what I did, like, a few days ago. But, you know, like, to the extent of what you're talking about, I don't, wow. It's so bad. It's honestly really embarrassing. It makes me feel like really dumb and slow. And I'm like, oh, man, this is rough. (laughs) Don't feel dumb and slow. It's fine. (laughs) What's new with you? Uh, I honestly don't know that I have anything new per se. Um, Took yesterday off. You know, there's that. Ooh. Still, Still lifting. Still... Uh, yeah, work. Work's getting ridiculous, crazy again. Wheat time. We're selling all kinds of wheat, apparently. Oh, <laughs> gosh. So there's that. Um, yeah, nothing really crazy. Just gearing up for, uh, for, uh, Mandy to have Little Miss. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. I think she's gonna go early. Early? I think so. Like, how early? Like, they were trying to get her C-section date of uh, September 10th, but I think she's going to go earlier than that. Yo, what if she was born on my birthday or one I of told, our birthdays? I told Mandy that. <laughs> oh. I said, watch her, be on, watch her be born on Emma's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. You would never forget her birthday. Exactly. That would be so easy. <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, my sister is pregnant with her third kid. Hi, Mandy. Um, And, uh, yeah, she won't tell us a name or anything. You don't even know it? No, she won't tell anybody. She did this with Ewan and Lachlan, too. She didn't tell us until the kids popped out, so. What? I figured that she would have told you or Aunt Sue. God, no. We keep teasing her because I asked her if it was as unique as Ewan and Lachlan. And she said yes. So my first thing was like, it's Freya, isn't it? 
Because I figured it would be something like Nordic or something like that. Right, Nordic or Celtic or something along those yeah. lines for sure. I'm assuming it will be, but we don't know what yet. Hmm. I am so excited. Super, mm-hmm. super excited. I'm going to dance with that little girl like nobody's business. <laughs> oh, shoot. No, I'm really excited. And also podcast listeners. So my birthday, Jenny's birthday, and Jenny's sister's birthday, and Ewan's birthday, which is Mandy's firstborn, all Mm -hmm. of our birthdays are six days apart in September. Yep. So it's a bit of a doozy. So Mandy goes first on September 2nd. Mine is on September 8th. Yours is six days later. And then Ewan's is September 20th. It is nuts a bit crazy and then two of my friends or they were my friends in high school one was the day after mine one was a week completely after mine one of my co-workers is a week after mine <laughs> and then my stepbrother is at the end of the month <laughs> that's nuts there are so many september birthdays it's ridiculously crazy yeah for real like christmas is the time to get down and dirty apparently apparently <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) do you have any shit from the pit? Oh man, Ah, I really should have thought about this before. This was your idea to record this early. (laughs) I know. Well, I guess technically we're not early, but you know, you're a bit earlier than I had given you. But you know, yeah, I did have plans tonight, and they got canceled, and I was like, oh well, now I'm really bored, so I'm just gonna see if she wants to do it early. And I did not plan very well, apparently. what What were you going to go do tonight? I was supposed to go to a flag football game. I'm literally always at football games. Like, I'm supposed to go to one tomorrow because we're hosting a football camp, a youth football camp. So, like, I'm literally always at a football game, whether it be semi-pro, whether it be adult flag, whether it be youth flag. Like, literally, my life is football. <laughs> so Football, football, football. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And the actual NFL season is starting, too. So, that's going to be a thing as well. So, it's just a whole lot of football. <laughs> a lot of football football babies it seems to be a thing yeah apparently my friend no. Sarah her baby shower is this come, it's a week from today and she's having a little boy Ew. didn't I tell you what he was going to be named no <laughs> they're naming him Ronan <laughs> oh <laughs> so, Ronan yeah so she says little Ronan has to meet fluffy Ronan Mandy's Ronin when he comes out. (laughs) That's amazing. I know. Okay. So anyway, sorry that we're boring you with our life in case you start up because we really don't talk until we start recording. So (laughs) Yeah, we really, really don't. (laughs) I do actually have some shit from the pit from actual work this time around. Oh (laughs) my shit is from witches to captains to ordained. So we randomly like can, <laughs> let me let me ask you this question real quick. Can sea captains automatically just marry people anywhere? Oh, what? <laughs> I've never, never thought of that. Yeah, because sea captains wasn't that that was the whole thing. Like back in the day, like you could get married on a boat because a sea captain, I thought in my mind, was automatically like a person that can ordain a marriage what yeah i've never had that thought 
Oh my god. No, it used to, it was a thing. Like it was an old timey thing. That anybody that's older than Emma and me, <laughs> please confirm on our post when I post this episode. Please confirm. This is a thing. Because even my boss, well, he's technically not really my boss, but my boss, Jason, he even thought this too. So then we literally the whole spiel came about from witches to captains to being ordained. Um, because my co-worker Emily asked me flat out she's like so are you like really like a witch now <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, yes, yes I am but then we came into the full circle of asking about um uh let's see how did that happen oh uh, Jason my boss had said that he fully believes people becoming like a high priestess of uh like Hecate or like I was saying that people can become high priestesses and so they like go through like all these training courses and things like that he goes I believe that more than I believe someone can just become ordained in less than three minutes online and then I was like well aren't sea captains ordained just become a sea captain and like this whole spiel turned into Emily at work literally taking the time three minutes online to become ordained <laughs> so she's now oh, ordained because my she literally gosh. did this while we were sitting there talking about it <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's free to become ordained online through whatever site she went to, but it costs like $50 to get the actual certificate like sit, sent to you in the mail for proof. What? But yeah. But yeah, you need to okay. You need to really look this up <laughs> because it is a thing. Sea captains supposedly were the ones that could marry anybody anywhere. That is so random. Well, and we try to look it up. I get it, like, back in the day, like, when people were going overseas a lot, you know, and that's how they traveled was by boat, you know, they had no other mode of transportation, and they'd be on boats for, like, what, four, five months at a time? Right. So, automatically, people would just, you know, the sea captain, they can marry you. I, I, need, I need to research this a little bit more, because Emily yeah. did look it up, kind of, and I think she ended up finding out that they don't know. And it, and it it depends on who owns where the boat originates and what their laws are, I think. Now, huh. if that is still a thing or not, I don't know. That is so random. That's like the most random thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> random fun fact of the day. But now if you ever want to get married and you don't know anybody, I mean, even though you go to church and then, you know, shit to the people that Emily at work can marry you. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That is fascinating. Okay. I want to get ordained so I can marry my friends. <laughs> I mean, Devon up. Well. <laughs> I mean, Whitney, Whitney got married by um, one of her brother's friends. He drove out to Maryland and did the whole thing because he's ordained. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh. I would say you should uh, get ordained for my wedding, but you're definitely going to be in the bridal party, so that's not a thing. I mean, I can, like, pose as both. It's fine. <laughs> Jump back and forth. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I I didn't plan this very well. Oh my God. The one who wants to do this, she didn't plan anything. I know. I ran out of water, dude, and my throat hurts. Hold on. Okay, okay. We're going to do this. Okay. Getting ice. Whoa, right whoa, now. whoa. <laughs> it's going to sound so, like a hurricane for a minute. Yeah. 
So for the people that are listening to this whooshing water sound, <laughs> this week we are going to do the film Orphan. Yes. And I have a couple cases that kind of coincide with this movie, but uh, Emma is actually going to go first this week. Yes. And she's going to give her spiel on what the movie's about, I think. And I'm just assuming this is what she's going to do. She's going to give a spiel on what the movie's about and then go into like details of what happens in the movie, her favorite points, things like that, like she has kind of been doing. Yes. That is exactly what I will do. Okay. Are you, are you ready? Are you prepared? <sighs> your water? Are you comfortable? I am prepared. I just like booked it back and forth from the kitchen. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. okay. Are you in a comfortable position? Indian style, lounging on the couch? Are you good? That's exactly what I'm doing. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> All right. So. Ah, okay. Orphan. This film holds a very special place in my heart. It was released in 2009 when I was 11 years old, and it's one of the films that made me absolutely fall in love with the horror genre. This was about the age where I found my passion and love for horror films, specifically with help from Jenny as well, obviously. (laughs) And I cannot specifically remember if we watched Orphan together or not. Do you remember? I think we did. We did? I'm pretty sure. Okay, it was so long ago. I cannot remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we did. Okay. So, I'm going to break down the film really quickly, and there will be spoilers because there kind of needs to be for Jenny to go into her rundowns of the real-life events that are similar. Well, yeah. If, if you haven't seen any of the movies that we're talking about, don't listen to the goddamn podcast. Go watch it and then listen. Exactly. Listen, listen and then go watch it because, you know, maybe you'll catch some things that you didn't think you would. Exactly. Maybe you're a person who hates surprises. You're like, screw it. Just ruin the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. All right. So orphan centers around a young couple who have two children already, one being a boy named Danny and the other being a sweet little girl named Max, who is also deaf and communicates through sign language. The couple has been through the ringer because they recently suffered a horrible miscarriage with the baby being stillborn at labor. The mother, Kate, has a past of struggling with alcohol addiction, and the husband, John, has had some incidents of infidelity in the past as well. Looking for a new beginning for their family, they decide to adopt a nine-year-old orphan girl named Esther. She seems incredibly charming, well-mannered, and polite to the family, and they are super excited for her to join the family. Nobody named Esther is a good (laughs) person. I'm just saying. Dude, I know! Throwing that out there. That is a red flag and a half. Maybe it better not be named Esther, I'm just saying, which I don't think it should be. Oh my gosh, that'd be awkward. (laughs) So, Esther dresses in old-fashioned attire, and she wears ribbons around her neck and wrists at all times. Like, she dresses like a porcelain doll. Yes, very much. Yes. Quickly, Esther begins displaying violent, erratic, and strange behavior that concerns the family. She seems to have a heightened sense of awareness and maturity and has little to no emotional reaction when she commits violent behavior, such as crushing a bird to death with a rock right in front of the other two children, or or when she pushes and severely injures another child by pushing her off of a tall playground. (laughs) Again, psycho. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Kate believes that Esther might have a mental health disorder and does some research, leading her to think that she might be displaying signs of borderline personality disorder. Esther even murders the nun from the orphanage by pushing little five-year-old Max in front of her car, causing her to swerve off the road, followed by Esther bashing her head in with a hammer. <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. That's oh, very, yeah. It's a very gruesome uh, scene. Oh, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely uh, memorable. <laughs> yeah. And then Esther manipulates Max into helping her hide the body and keep the secret out of fear for what will happen to the girls if anyone else finds out. Esther slowly manipulates and infiltrates the entire family, making Kate and John turn against each other and violently threatening the other two children to keep them quiet. In the end, Kate gets a terrifying call from a foreign mental from a foreign mental asylum explaining that Esther is in fact not a nine-year-old, but she is actually a 33-year-old woman with a hormone disorder and she is extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. As Esther is stabbing the husband John to death after attempts to seduce him failed, Kate is speeding home to save Max. A battle ensues between Kate and Esther and in the end, Kate and Max are safe and Esther is dead at the bottom of the family's pond. And the way that Esther dies honestly makes me laugh so hard. Oh boy. The mom, like, literally, the last line she says is, I'm not your effing mommy. And she just, like, donkey kicks Esther and her head, like, snaps, like, her neck snaps and she, like, just sinks to the bottom of the pond like Leonardo DiCaprio did in Titanic. <laughs> like donkey kicks. <laughs> it is violence and it's kind of funny. <laughs> Side note, I love that actress, the mom. Yes. I actually I'm gonna talk about her oh, a little bit. I later. figured. I figured that's why I didn't say who she was yet. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. All right. So Now, this film definitely isn't for everyone, but my little 11 or 12-year-old excited brain absolutely loved this movie. It hit all of the boxes for me. You've got the troubled couple dealing with marital issues, addiction, and extreme trauma, the cute kids, the really strange antagonist character who happens to also be a quote-unquote child, Mm -hmm. the mystery and the investigation, the sequences of extreme shock value and drama throughout the entire film, and the huge plot twist in the end, followed by intense action. I mean, like, what's not to love? Yes, you, you'd be correct. What is like? Love? Yeah, it's like I don't know. This this movie was just so exciting for me as like a young horror fan because I was like, holy crap! Like this movie's got everything. I don't know. I was just really really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm a sucker for evil kids because kids can be absolutely terrifying sometimes, and it's more exciting than your basic grown man serial killer. Kids are always terrifying in movies. Like, oh yeah, they're, they're complete and total assholes nine times out of ten. <laughs> oh yeah, I I love child villains. I just I just love them. <laughs> it's always the kid. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, so yes, I do. I want to talk about Vera Farmiga for a second because this was the film that made me fall in love with her, and mm-hmm. like. When I was that young watching Orphan, I had no idea that she would, like, blow up into what she is now. Because we all know her from the Conjuring series today due to mm-hmm. her famous role of Lorraine Warren. Yep. But I can honestly say that Orphan was, like, my personal discovery of Vera. And I love her to this day. Like, I am obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> and... 
Oh yeah, and not only does she act, but do- so does her younger sister Tasia. Do you- is it Tasia or Ta- Tasia? How do you pronounce that name? I think it's I think it's Tasia. Okay, yeah, I assume it's Tasia. But yeah, her younger sister Tasia, who is famous for her role of Violet Harmon in the first season of American Horror Story and other work mm-hmm. among that series as well. Well, I when she was in The Nun. Yes. And oh my gosh, I could rant about The Nun, dude. I am so mad at how terrible that movie was. Yeah, they could have done it better. Horrible. Like, the only good thing about that entire film was the fact that Tasia was in it. That was the only reason why I could tolerate that movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just love these sisters because I feel like there's something so raw and genuine about their performances. And I just, I think they're extremely talented and they're like, they're sisters, but they're like 30 years apart or something like that. Yeah. Tasia's a lot younger, but I mean, they look exactly alike basically. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most people think that Vera is Tasia's mom until they find out that they're sisters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now I'll get deeper into some of the film stuff. So I do not know how to pronounce the director's name. Oh boy. <laughs> so Orphan was directed by oh Mylanta, help me. It is J A U M E. J A U M E. Like Jami? It could be Jami or Kwame. 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 I don't know. Kwame. <laughs> I don't speak that language. I speak Swedish and German. Sorry about you. <laughs> like Jome? J- I, I have no idea. Anyway, we're going to ignore it. J- Jome? Jome? Jome. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kwame Colette <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> He's known for The Shallows, Unknown, House of Wax, which is also one of my favorite childhood movies. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, yeah. And he also directed 2021's Jungle Cruise with Emily Blunt and The Rock, which just came out. Really? Yeah. That didn't seem like that'd be a movie he would do. I know. It was so random. When I saw that, I was like, what? (laughs) Interesting. I still haven't seen that. I haven't either. I really like Emily Blunt, but I don't know. People are saying that it really wasn't that good and i can't really tolerate the cheesy disney scripting it just makes me want to puke Ugh. anyways <laughs> ew wholesome goodness is disgusting wholesome positivity like pg ew gross <laughs> we don't need it no <laughs> Um, Orphan had a worldwide gross of about $78 million, and it was filmed in Canada. Oh. Yeah. And there's not much to say about the filming style or shot types, because it's pretty straightforward. There's nothing too fancy or artistic about the filming. Yeah. All right. So, are you ready for the fun facts? Oh, yeah. Always. So, I was actually kind of disappointed this week, because there aren't a ton of fun facts about this movie. Mm. Um, but I found a few. Okay, so, and also I'm tired of calling them fun facts because I feel like that's super basic and juvenile. Like, I need a new name for this segment. Do you have any ideas? Other than fun facts? Yeah. You could say, um, uh, I don't know. I might have to to think on that one. I know. I've been trying to think of something and I just, ugh. And if anyone has any ideas, comment and let me know. Yes, yes, please. For sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So Isabel Furman auditioned for the role of Esther in full costume of an old fashioned dress and ribbons around her wrists and neck. And although the producers were looking for a blonde girl, they were so impressed by Isabel and they instantly knew that they wanted her to play Esther. Mm. Yeah. Um, the scene where Esther seduces the father, John, was actually supposed to be longer and more sexually explicit, but a lot of the content and dialogue was cut out. Um, that'd be a little more disturbing if they did it, which I yeah. would have been better in a sense, I guess, but... Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea how to feel about that one, honestly, because it's such an uncomfortable concept. Mm-hmm. It is, it's so uncomfortable, so I don't really know how I feel about that one. <laughs> old is the Isabel chick when she she, did she was under 18 for sure okay i mean she looked like it yes but yeah that would have made it a little even more uh uh, yeah not right (laughs) exactly exactly i feel like if i was the director i also would cut that out because like i wouldn't want to make the kid feel uncomfortable or the parents but Mm -hmm. but yeah and then, okay, so the little girl who played Max, she's actually mostly deaf in real life. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, my gosh. There is, like, a tornado outside of my apartment right now. I was just going to ask what the hell that noise was. <laughs> <laughs> We've been having a lot of tornadoes lately. And, um, oh. you know, it's, it's fine. If I die, I die. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> um, okay, so Warner Bros., edited the film's trailer Warner Bros edited the film's trailer (laughs) to remove Esther's line it must be hard to love an adopted child as much as your own after receiving numerous complaints from adoptive parents and foster care organizations but they kept it in the film anyway yeah as I say that's the whole point of this exactly is that it's it's a fucking movie people grow up like you're supposed to be offended by shit like who cares exactly (laughs) exactly no my thoughts exactly (laughs) and my last fun fact um Mm -hmm. because there honestly weren't that many um leonardo dicaprio was a producer for the film really yeah he was a producer and he's actually the one who convinced vera and the guy who played the father um to be in the movie oh yeah that annoying ass car outside my window (laughs) really wait i can't hear it really oh thank god yeah i can't hear it (laughs) (laughs) stop sorry (laughs) we are both around really annoying um outdoor experiences but but that is a fun fact i didn't know leonardo DiCaprio was with that at all yeah and which makes i don't know if they (laughs) i mean I think that they, like, planned that end scene where Esther, the shot of her, like, drowning in the pond. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be, like, a homage to Leo uh, falling. Dying. Yeah, dying in the Titanic. Yeah. Which there was plenty of fucking room on the goddamn door, but whatever. I know what a selfish. <laughs> but yeah, okay. if that real door was big enough or not, you never know, you know? I know. Didn't the Mythbusters, like, do something where they tried it and there was enough room? I think so. <laughs> like, somebody did it and they were like, there was plenty of room. <laughs> I, think so. I think it was, like, a legit thing. <laughs> but, yeah, that is all I have. Oh, that's a, that's a good tidbit in the movie. Yes. 
So I have two cases for you, actually. One that was probably the original inspiration, uh, or not probably, one that was the original inspiration, and then one that people think uh, was uh, due to this other movie happening. I don't, it's They're both pretty fucking weird. So, <laughs> so the first one we're going to talk about, and it's spelled Barbara. So instead of Barbara, it's B-A-R-B-O-R-A. What in the world? Yeah, so it's like Barbara Sklova. Oh no, my computer just went to sleep. Come back. No! Wakey, wakey. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sklova, Sk- no, Skr- Sklova. There we go. Barbara Sklova. So this is a 33-year-old woman. She was on the run from Czech investigators. Uh, she was arrested um, one week in Norway for pretending to be Adam, a 13-year-old boy. What? Czech, yeah, she was pretending to be a boy. Czech authorities sought her for questioning in another case, not as a suspect. Um, and it still isn't clear whether she's an accomplice or a victim in that one. But first, we're going to go and meet uh, this woman... And her sister and who not that she actually kind of tricked first. That would have been more so the inspiration for the movie. Hmm. So, first we're going to meet Clara Moravo. Morava? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce Czech names. Right. So she was born in Czechoslovakia in nineteen seventy-five. Since she was young, she showed signs of schizophrenia, this Clara lady. And it said that she had visions like the Joan of Arc gave. Like, hmm. giving her divine tasks. Things like that. So that's a clear sign of schizophrenia. Yeah. So she had two boys, Andre and Jakob. Uh, she was very, very young when she had them. And the father of the boys had actually left after a few years. And um, from the... Oh my god, you can hear my clock. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so from that, the woman ended up developing a difficult and aggressive character and kind of leaving the, the boys in uh, dangerous situations. But hmm. she's in, in, another, in another aspect, she kind of was an excellent mother. But however, after the separation, uh, she became extremely depressed. So that's when all that started. Um so she had asked her little her younger sister to move in with her to help her take care of the boys. So Katharina was Clara's younger sister. Um, she also kind of showed some signs of some mental illness. So this was like a not very good situation to start off with. <laughs> right. But the doctors had said it was due to long time spent with her sister. So it was like, um, what do they call it? Kind of like sympathy pains, you know how like a golden oh. retriever or a dog will start limping if they see their owner limping, you know that type of thing. Yes, yeah. So that's what they're saying. It kind of was. Um, they okay. talked daily. They talked daily about things that they would do when the time came. You know, like if they were going to die. Like it's just dark. Hmm. So then, um, the sisters had met Barbara. I'm just gonna call her Barbara. Okay. Uh, at the university. At the time, she was a 33-year-old woman, but she looked 13 because of a difficult disease called hypopituitarism. Hmm. I think that's how you say that. 
she was really skilled at manipulating, so that goes with the story. Right. Um, and that's basically kind of what she did to these two sisters. They uh, became really good friends with because of the tragic childhood stories that uh, Barbara had. She made the sisters take her to live with them uh, years before meeting Claire and Katerina, though. Uh, this woman had been, Barbara had been hospitalized for several years in a psychiatric center because she had made herself known as an orphan child to a family that wanted to adopt her, but they realized um, that, uh, they realized about it and had sent, like, had realized about her, like, mental defects and things like that, and they mm-hmm. sent her to an asylum. So nice. the sisters, coming back and forth, the sisters actually did love Barbara, but the two boys did not. Hmm. So without knowing this, the sisters accepted the women in their home. All of a sudden this woman was here. They didn't talk to the boys beforehand. Um, But this one faced strange episodes in which she behaved like a girl and then going back to a mature woman. So like what you said, and with the the movie, she Mm -hmm. had like bipolar or multiple personalities. Okay. So Clara, Katerina, and Barbara would uh, lock the children up as punishment a lot of times. What? Yeah. Clara, uh, tired of the supposed behavior of her children, was convinced by Barbara to give them severe punishment so that they could could learn to uh, not disobey by them torturing them. What? The boys were actually locked in a cage for a month one time. What? <laughs> yeah. This, this is, I mean, it's not really like the movie, but it's kind of like the movie in a, in a sense. But Oh my the, gosh. Yeah, the sisters and this woman built an iron cage in the basement and put the little boys in with no food for several months. Barbara wanted to then fatten them up just as Hansel and Gretel and wanted to commit cannibal acts while filming with the camera that was intercepted by the neighbors saving the boys. <laughs> so what? To like starve them but then wanted to feed them. I don't know this lady is fucking crazy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, she was fucking psycho. Um so the neighbors finally ended up calling the police so when the police arrived, the woman Barbara had ended up refusing to let them in, but when they went down to the basement by forcing themselves in the house, they found um, one of the worst scenes that they literally had ever seen. The two children were in the cage, and in front of it was an innocent girl, and I say innocent girl in quotes, crying, because Mm -hmm. this was Barbara. She had reverted back to acting like a child when they had actually arrived and broken into the house. Hmm. So... The crazy woman she claimed to be named Anika. So the little girl asked them for asked for help from the authorities and said that her name was Anika and that she was adopted by the savage women who enjoyed abusing their children. Hmm. The little girl was sent to a children's home in which she disappeared that same night. Hmm. Yeah, they didn't even like. I, this is just the most outlandish, outlandish, crazy. <laughs> now I can't talk. This is one of the most crazy stories. Then this kind of makes sense to being the inspiration. Yeah. It's just fucking ridiculous. 
I this doesn't even sound like real life. Like no, I know. How could this happen? Right. How could the police think? I mean, I get she looked like a little girl, but what? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh. Yeah. So for many years, the women actually defended Barbara by asserting that her real name was Anika. So she had then convinced these women to end up lying for her and that they had adopted her. However, months later at prison, they accepted and blamed Anika or Barbara. Finally, it's they were just going back and forth with their schizophrenia and just what in the fuck. Right. Hmm. So, in 2009, Barbara was found in a house of a couple who adopted her, but this time, her name was Adam, and she was a genius child. The family never suspected that she was, like, an older woman of any sort, but they confessed that uh, he, Adam, suffered from severe attacks of depression and anxiety. After finding this woman in the house of this couple... The woman was captured and was given a 12-year sentence. However, she was released in 2012, and no one knows where she's at since. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell no. I know, right? Watch out, doing? people! I know. It's it. I can't even with this story. I just can't even. Yo. That is wild. It, it is. Um. So this next one starts uh uh we're gonna follow christine and michael barnett they're your typical christian couple uh from the state of indiana christine was an author and a motivational speaker her son jake had been diagnosed with autism at the age of two the couple though did have two other sons together um in 2010 they had decided that they were going to adopt that is where six-year-old ukrainian natalia grace comes in uh, she had a form of dwarfism, which, of course, meant that she was only about three feet tall and had some issues with walking properly. Mm-hmm. She had been in the U.S. for two years when they decided to adopt her. Uh, they were told that the previous family that adopted her had given up on her for undisclosed reasons. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, this story, since it was only like, what, 2012 or whatever, 2010, it was actually part of a Dr. Phil show. I it sounds familiar. I think I've seen yeah. like screenshots of this. Oh yeah. Yep. This this one just gets like these people are stupid. Like I, <laughs> uh, the first one's fucking crazy and like ridiculous and just disgusting because sad. Thirty-three year old woman was convincing a schizophrenic mother and her sister to basically abuse young kids and that's just ridiculous yeah so anyways it wasn't too long after they had brought her home that they claimed she started to behave strangely uh christine went so far in an interview one time to say that she had started to terrorize the family completely um that she had even told them that she wanted to technically kill them Hmm. Uh, yeah there were Claims of her standing over them while they slept. She would jump Oh, hell no. I know. I know. She would jump out of moving vehicles and would smear blood on mirrors at random. What? (laughs) Um, no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If that's all... I mean, at this point, it's literally she said, she said. Like, 
we don't Ugh. know because they never took any pictures for proof there was yeah it's yeah oh okay yeah well at least that i could find there weren't any pictures of this right so there was an instance where christine said that she found natalia pouring bleach in her coffee oh what <laughs> yeah oh uh-huh. uh also the family claimed that even at age that the age of six that uh natalia had all of her adult teeth now for reference Six to seven years old is when a child would generally start to shed their young teeth and the others would start to come in. So to have a full mouth of adult teeth by the age of six is pretty unusual. Um, yeah, that's a little bit of a giveaway there. Uh, Yeah, I tried to see if there were any cases on Google that came up of a six-year-old having adult teeth and I couldn't really find much of anything. So for reference, Ewan's going to be six Mm -hmm. and has all of his baby teeth still. Okay. And started losing his baby teeth. Right. So that in itself is pretty fucking weird. Right. Like your mouth is still going to grow itself. So I, I don't know. Actually, I don't, I don't know really how that works. Anyways, I didn't go to school for that. So, <laughs> okay. so soon after all of this, Christine was damn convinced that Talia was, a, was not a disturbed child. She claimed that, or no, yeah. She claimed that she was actually a psychopathic adult at the age of 22 and was just posing to be a child. Um, Some of their backing for this, again, was Natalia didn't play with any of the dolls or toys that she had been given when she got there. And she was extremely sophisticated, had an extremely sophisticated vocabulary for someone so young. Um, They claimed she didn't grow at all while they were, uh, while they were, while they were with her. I can talk that would be great (laughs) I feel you oh I just I get mush mouth it's just a thing (laughs) so okay uh yes here we are even though she had dwarfism they should have still seen her kind of slightly grow you know they still kind of grow but at some point they do stop just kind of like normal teenagers they do stop age but they just don't grow as fast Mm -hmm. um now, I am not sure about you, but when uh, giving an interview, I don't think I would make this note, but Christine said she would bathe Natalia that, um, yeah, when she would bathe Natalia, that she had already had a whole bunch of pubic hair hmm. at the age of six. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. That's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not a thing. <laughs> yeah. She also said that she noticed Natalia already having her period and trying to hide the evidence. What in the? Oh my god! Okay, these people are dumb. Yeah. So, <laughs> when they took her to the doctor to finally get anything checked out. Um, anything that they could really. The doctor told them supposedly that Natalia had a psychological illness only adults were diagnosed with. I don't mm. know what that was. I didn't see that part. Um, the family doctor had also run a bone density type test on the girl and found that she was, in fact, at least a teenager, if not older. Now, mm-hmm. again, there are some other doctor claims that they had seen Natalia and that they didn't find her being of a different bone density or anything like that. So shit's going back and forth all the time. I don't know. Hmm. In 2012, the family changed Natalia's legal age to 22. Literally, they changed her birth year from 2003 to 1989. Jesus. 
what in the actual hell <laughs> yeah it's just getting strange i don't know this... uh, 2013 the family then rents an apartment for natalia and then they take off for canada without her <laughs> <laughs> they claim this was the only uh this was only for them to put their son into a special school in 2014 natalia then tells police that she had been left by her family and was not the age they claimed she was Police then found the couple, who they then later charged with two felony counts of neglect of a dependent. Funny little thing is that Christine has said that she didn't abandon her. In her interview, she claimed that once the family had moved to Canada, Natalia vanished. Later, Christine found a pink bicycle by uh, Natalia's house or apartment and a little dress in her wardrobe. She became concerned that Natalia was repeating the process duping another family into caring for a child that was really an adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I needed, I needed to find the Dr. Phil interview, which I hadn't done yet. Uh, but I remember seeing this. Huh. Huh. Sorry. <laughs> but I remember seeing it where they were actually literally talking to Natalia and to the mom. And there was actually another family that wanted to adopt her, but they had to go through so many other hoops and things to try and like take away the adoption from the one and then readopt through another. And I just, it's been so wishy-washy all over the place that nobody can confirm or deny if this girl is of what age she is. Hmm. Yeah. I just, yeah. Hmm. I hear my clock go off eight times in the back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But that, that's all I got. I don't have any uh, fun facts about anything. Yeah, we should really call them fun facts when we're talking about, like, people who murder people and things like that. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll work, we'll work on it, people. Don't worry. We'll work on it. Get it a little bit better. It's fine. Yes, yes. No, those are absolutely bizarre stories. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely crazy. And I'll post pictures of the Barbara. And I'll post, I'll post our first pictures of uh, <laughs> Natalia as well. But I will for sure post one where you can see uh, Barbara as posing as a young boy named Adam. And then when she was with uh, Clara and uh, Katerina. Hmm. So weird. Very weird. I don't know what goes through people's minds to do things like this, but whatever. So strange. In the second case, I just don't understand how, like, they just didn't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I think Dr. Phil was on Natalia's side, though, during the interviews and stuff. Like, he thought she was a young kid. What? Yeah, even though she had adult teeth, she had her period, she had pubic hair. Like what? At the age of six, that's not a thing. Yeah, no, no. I've no. worked with so many kids. Like it just it blows my mind that somebody wouldn't know the difference. Uh-huh. I don't, ah, that's <laughs> so annoying. I agree. Man, it is a crazy world. It is a crazy world. <laughs> I hope that you all enjoyed this. I saw only 14 of you have listened to the last one. Let's get it going and get some more views. 14? That's so many. (laughs) Uh, That's not many at all. Come on. (laughs) 
<laughs> we want the number in the hundreds, and this needs to happen. So, facts. Tell your friends. Tell your families. Tell your wife. Tell your husband. I don't know. Tell your dog. Yes, yes. Sharing more on her influencing pages. I hope soon as well. Yes, oh. yes. <laughs> I shared um our last episode I on did. my Instagram story. I did see that. I need to probably make more posts like every few days for this to really take off. And maybe I will. I don't know. Heck yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, we're gonna keep going at this. Come back next week for another one after you listen to this one. And try not to have a shitastic day. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.